0: Hi, I'm Jesse. And I'm Forrest. And this is The Crosscut, a podcast that contextualizes the news of the day with the story themes and motifs of a treasured...
1: Or sainted.
0: ...piece of cinema.
1: Yeah, and we have, I think, the only piece of cinema that's ever been sainted. (laughs) This is the one. Is that right? No, it's not been sainted, really. No, you have to be a person. But
0: (laughs) I was like, man, their PR team has got to end with a Vatican?
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, get get the Vatican in, that's how you make the money in the movie business <laughs>
0: they just bought a bunch of indulgences and the oh, vatican was like i'm i'm waving my hand people can't see that but uh they're like you're sainted
1: yeah sprinkle 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 some water and you're all good right that's what they do every time you need something from the vatican sprinkling water on people that's all yeah. it is uh no so we are we are watching the 1997 film or we did watch the 97 film the Saints, starring val kilmer and elizabeth shue that's right um and The reason that we chose this film, we had two options. (laughs) If you listen to our pre show, you would know the other option was Chain Reaction, the Keanu Reeves, uh, Keanu Reeves, uh, Morgan Freeman joint. Mm -hmm. Um, both pretty not great films according to their reviews,
0: both very middle of the road, mediocre reviews.
1: Yeah. Uh, but we went with this one, uh, because it's it's specifically about uh, cold fusion. And the sort of the ability to sort of um, move that like equation, that knowledge like through a scientific community. And there have been a couple news stories recently that have dealt with clean energy or energy, um, like sort of levels up in our, 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 you know, culture, our scientific research.
0: I think that we also went with this over the Keanu Reeves film because we were, I think we were just trying to figure out like which was going to have the most science
1: Mm, did we
0: i think that was it because i i think that it was like oh keanu is he's a he's a scientist and he's working on this but it just seems like a chase movie turns out
1: no i thought chain reaction would have more science in it you did yeah yeah i've seen chain reaction before i
0: mean i guess the 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 the, it's like the titular yeah you know the the whole thing should be about a chain reaction hopefully of new like I a see that—that that was
1: the thing that I wasn't sure about. I don't yeah. think it was nuclear in nature. I think it was something else. Right? There's
0: more of it. it, it yeah. Was more of like one of those uh, domino,
1: right? <laughs> or like this, sto- <laughs> this story, this movie is literally involving a character who developed cold fusion and the equation for what? I mean. It's dumb because it's like here's the equation that I wrote down on a thing, and it's like not an equation; it's a series of things you have to do with very intense technological like advancements. Right. We'll get into it. It's not like it's something that you know the Russians could steal if you photographed six playing cards worth of information. That's all
0: a Rube Goldberg machine. That's what I was trying oh, to think oh, yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. It was like yep. a. It's more of a like a a Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah, that's what that's what I imagine all of chain reaction is is it's just like you know
1: the board game mousetrap
0: <laughs> yeah like a, a a a ball or a, a marble yeah it's just released and it goes down a track and that knocks is, over some dominoes and then a mousetrap flips
1: that is the introduction to the movie back to the future how uh the doc feeds einstein
0: that's true yep. also with elizabeth's shoe
1: That's true. She was better in that than she was in this. Mm -hmm. No offense intended. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So we can, I guess we can go ahead and sort of dive in to the story. Um, I'll just sort of give a a little story. Yeah. The new story. Yeah. I'll give a little intro and then we'll talk movie first. But um, this is like, I I am actually like genuinely excited to talk science uh, on here. We have, I want to talk about three specific kind of breakthroughs okay um so we're going to start with cold fusion but we'll get into some more interesting ones shortly after that
0: yeah we're switching it up today also
1: i'm doing the news not the movie because uh the only note that i wrote down about the movie Uh in our watching of it was this movie sucks oh (laughs) all right
0: well spoilers on our opinions um (laughs) i mean i wrote um i have like eight bullet points from this uh but it's not a great movie,
1: mm, correct, true statement.
0: Here's what I will say, yes, it is a it's a bad script. and it's 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 just it's it's when we'll get into it. it's just it's not execute the execution of this film, yeah, could have been better.
1: It's a poor script, badly acted and poorly edited. How well, about that? <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. Well, but what I will say is I do think that Val Kilmer. Uh, I I, I would do think that Val Cumber is like the one like redeeming, like perform. I yeah, I see your face. I see your face. I think that he tried to do a lot of things.
1: Oh, he did do. He, he did a <laughs> lot of acting in this movie. Like he acted the most.
0: I appreciate his. I appreciate his attempt.
1: Okay. Well, we'll get into more of what he did precisely in this film in just a second. Uh, but first,
0: let's do the news of the week. Let's do it.
1: About eight months ago, scientists at a U.S. government-funded lab performed the process of nuclear fusion and created more energy than they put in. Now, physicists and engineers at the same facility, the National Ignition Facility, or NIF, at Northern California's Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory appear to have successfully created an energy-gaining fusion experiment for the second time. All right. So they did it in December They repeated it, uh, just this month.
0: Took them so long to reset that Rube Goldberg machine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Put the ball back in the cage so that it'll roll down. Do you know how many dominoes? Uh, yeah. So the, the reason, well, we'll get into why Mm. it takes a little while to reproduce this kind of stuff. But first a question I want to ask you is how much should I explain what fusion is?
0: The fusion I am aware of mm-hmm. is like Japanese Mexican fusion mm. cuisine.
1: Okay, no, that's it. That's it. We're done. We don't need to explain it
0: I um yeah, I mean, mm, we talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, fission. Yeah, that's new, that's the other one. That's yeah. that's, that's that's like the, the Oppenheimer, counter. right? We would have done Oppenheimer if we were talking about fission. That's right. We
1: would have done an Oppenheimer. That's
0: right. We would have done,
1: we split the atom. We'd have <laughs> done
0: the Oppenheimer. Um, yeah, so, so fission, yeah, as in a fish fissure, as right? in
1: a fissure to split apart is
0: you 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 break apart an atom, you split the atom, and yes kaboom
1: so so the reason that fission releases so much energy is there are, intermolecular forces that bond the atom together Mm -hmm. those forces are incredibly strong when you break them the energy is released into a great ball of explosive energy and basically heat right so that's that's how we power every nuclear reactor in this country it's how we power um nuclear bombs whether it's the um uh, you know, the atomic bomb that, that was actually dropped, uh, which was splitting uranium, I think, uh-huh. um, or the hydrogen bombs, which we now have uh, way too many so
0: of. A clean burning bombs.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, they will burn things clean off of you, that's for sure. Um, the But mm-hmm. that is just the process of separating the interior parts of okay. atoms, right?
0: So, f- so, So fusion is... I, my assumption then based off of just language yes. is where you take two atoms and you smoosh them together.
1: It's not two atoms. I don't think it's two atoms specifically. It's two parts of atoms and push them together. Although oh. actually uh, it can be two complete atoms as well. I'm not sure the specifics of what we saw happen here on earth. Okay. Um, but what I will say is we do have a fusion reactor that currently works that is pretty close to earth. It's called the sun. The sun? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good job. Good (laughs) job. You got it. Uh, so all the sun is doing, all any star is really doing mm-hmm. is it has a whole bunch of hydrogen atoms. It's pushing all of them together as like through the, the immense gravity of these, you know, of this system. Mm-hmm.
0: Just the mass of the just sun. Just the itself. mass.
1: Just it's just it is the gravity and the forces of those things being pushed together are combining the atoms that cause great massive amounts of energy through explosion. Mm-hmm. And they just keep doing that. So you turn hydrogen into lithium into whatever and, and all that stuff, right? Okay. Eventually it becomes, of course, so. Dense that it, it plods in on itself and it explodes, and then you have a red giant or a supernova or whatever. But
0: the fact yeah, that we have not yet told our five year old because I don't think that he would be able to handle
1: yeah that. our son is going to be good for another five billion years, so not an issue. He's oh, I thought you were
0: saying, meant like our child is going to be good for another five billion. Years. I mean, I our son, he, look, I'm not when putting, you said our son, I thought you meant yeah. like sson, sure,
1: no limits, right? I'm not putting our limits on him,
0: maybe, maybe he'll make
1: it five billion years, maybe only four, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> five billion four billion whatever it is right point being mm-hmm. um massive amount of energy created through fusion right okay right i believe you yes okay so i mean look at the sun right if we oh, captured okay, then yes yes if we captured like a tenth of a percent of what the sun produces every day that lands on earth we could power the rest of the planet for years right it's, it's a massive amount of energy mm-hmm. um and so the idea is, well, can we reproduce that reaction on Earth? Can we force two atoms together, mm-hmm. create not only a reaction that generates energy, but generates more energy than it took us to force the atoms together, right? Right. So we need more output than we got input. That's the idea for quote unquote it's cold fusion. It's kind of like, fusion.
0: like a perpetual motion machine. Bingo.
1: That's right. That's exactly right
0: like uh, my understanding again is is we don't have a perpetual motion machine because you have to use more energy necessarily in order to create the motion to make it perpetual
1: that's right that's right so the goal of um, sort of every fission experiment in, on earth has always been can we get more energy out of it than we put into it can we keep it self-fulfill self uh, not fulfilling but like can we keep it self burning mm-hmm. right keep it self going so that we don't have to put more energy into it um and then what what's the output look like what can we get out of that can we make a power plant out of it or just like a fun little science experiment that's the idea right and mm-hmm. so so we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get uh, you know into the movie a bit okay uh, but I, i'd love to Start us off on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and by love, I mean, I don't want to talk about this movie,
0: but... Oh, well, this uh, will be fun to talk uh, about. Uh,
1: boy, it's, it was a challenge for me to watch this movie.
0: We had to split this up over two nights because we we're exhausted parents. Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
1: Also, like, but when I said, like, can we stop this movie for tonight? You were like, <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> so, like, it's just, boy, boy, it's not a... It is... Um, it's the opposite of a page turner.
0: Was taste worse in the 90s? I think Did some people have worse taste in the 90s. Was their judgment that much worse?
1: It's a good question. I, I don't know. I think that probably not like 97, 98, 99. Those were good years for movies. I just don't think this was one of them. And to give you an example, the movie that I thought of when I watched this was mm-hmm. uh, Mission Impossible.
0: Right. right. Uh, 96. 96. Yeah. Yep.
1: That movie rules. I watched it this year and holds up incredibly well. Tom Cruise. So young. Uh, but yeah. other than that, like you watch the movie and you're like, the, the story makes sense. The narrative carries forward from one plot point to another. Yeah. The costumes don't look ridiculously awful. Um, <laughs> so, you know, they, they could do good movies in the, in the mid to late 90s.
0: Yeah. There's yeah. ain't one of them. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so the yeah, so this film was was released in on April 4th uh of 97. Yeah. And I actually did list a few different movies as I was going through that were released at like roughly the same time that I thought of. So the first yeah, one yeah. that I have listed is Mission Impossible, which was released on May 22nd of 96. Yeah. So this was um released almost exactly a year later by the same by Paramount. Yep, yep. And and there was a little bit of um Friction, I would say, or okay. it they're uh, push and pull because they wanted to do Val Kilmer was pushing for more uh, disguises. Oh, oh, God. And for and for more transformations. And they're like, we mm, kind of are already wanting to do that with this other film that we have, starring starring your old buddy yeah. but Maverick. Also,
1: <laughs> but also, uh, Val Kilmer, like when he is just himself mm-hmm. in this movie, is great. Yeah. It's like charismatic, like uh you know, charming and like enjoyable to watch on screen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh when he is pretending to be uh hello, I'm just a slimy little journalist. Like I'm like, ew, ew, ew. Like this is bad. No, this is
0: wait, ew though, because he's so good at being gross. No,
1: not good be- because like this is like like bordering on like uh racially insensitive or something. Do you or, think like- so? It's just like the, I don't know, man. Like some of this shit is just like, it hit me as like, don't just like make fun of South Africans or don't make fun of like the Jewish reporter or whatever. It's like.
0: I didn't get that uh, the, the reporter was Jewish. I had
1: a, a prosaic nose on. Did,
0: oh, Oh, so you're pulling a Bradley Cooper?
1: Yeah, yeah. For those of you who aren't up on it, Bradley Cooper just released the trailer for his film Maestro, coming out later this year, mm-hmm. in which he plays Leonard Bernstein and dons a fake nose. Bernstein, obviously Jewish, um, and so there was some clapback on that on the internet. But uh, personally, I have no dog in this fight. But the point is, uh, maybe maybe we um, haven't evolved so much since 1997, after all.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Um... I don't know enough to have an opinion about whether or not this is something that should or should not. Like, I don't even know if that if you was got to gotta be... have an
1: opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Speaking uh, of movies from the late 90s.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if he was supposed to be. Jewish or not, I just thought he was doing a good job at at doing a creepy, like, lech. That's
1: what they get you. That's how they get you, man.
0: Maybe. I, you know, I missed it in Harry Potter um, with the goblins. Yeah, yeah. Because I just don't know. I just don't know the stereotypes. And so they just fly right past me when when it's- subtle i don't know if this was subtle <laughs> maybe not subtle <laughs> well anyway,
1: we're getting ahead of ourselves val, val did want he you say he wanted more
0: he was pushing for he was pushing for more he did 12 different characters throughout he, the film that's too many he did <laughs> and so another another film that i was like when did this come out was the nutty professor oh yeah sure what year do you think that came out 98? 96. Okay, okay. So it was released the year before this, and I read an article in which a woman was... She was re- uh, reviewing the film, and she she loved the transformations mm-hmm. and likened it to the masterful performance of Eddie Murphy in The Nutty Professor. Oh, the...
1: Ma- I mean, look, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna... <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend like Eddie Murphy didn't do a, a good job in the Nutty Professor. Mm-hmm. That movie was actually pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. His job in that movie of taking on like the whole family on the at the dinner table and stuff. Yeah. Pretty fantastic. Everything that came after that, <laughs> Meet the Clumps or whatever it was. Right. All that stuff was pretty terrible. Right. right. Um, but yeah, the first Nutty Professor there were elements of that movie that were good.
0: Yeah. The one other film that I looked up that I was curious about the release date was The Born Identity.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, so that was a little later, right? That was 2001? Two. 2002, okay. Yeah.
0: I, I, I looked it up because, I, you know, obviously the comparison to Mission Impossible, and I wonder if people, when this was released, were comparing it also because of them both leading or starring mm-hmm. in... Top gun. And so now this is like sort of at the same time, these two action-y sort of dudes are releasing their Iceman versus Maverick. Yeah, Yeah, right. And so there obviously it's a natural comparison to make. However, when I was watching it, I felt more like this was a precursor. Or predecessor to the born identity, yeah, because
1: yeah, you I know, agree. It's, I agree. he's yep. not really
0: like a, a spy trying to do good. He's more he's the mercenary, yeah. that is just sort of
1: you, you lose uh, the it, like the born identity has the memory loss component, has right. the love. Well, I mean, the love story may be similar, mm-hmm. um, but has like he is trying to he's figure like a, out what went wrong and then be a good person. Whereas like the saint is like in the saint Valcomer is like I would like the money, please.
0: Right, but he also becomes a good person yeah, at yeah, yeah. the end. And, and the other thing too is it, they're both struggling with their identity throughout. Yeah. They are, it's the, the way that it's shot feels, yeah. the way that it's shot feels more like a, a born identity than a yeah. Mission Impossible. And
1: so can I, I, I would like to draw attention to one thing about that, right? Yes. So the beginning of the film mm-hmm. is actually in flashback. Right. right, yeah,
0: let's get into the beginning of yeah. the film.
1: So, So he's at a, uh, a boarding nunnery? school. Yeah, it's a, it's a Catholic a, boarding a school. A monastery yeah. Yeah. or
0: whatever, a Catholic school.
1: Yeah, four kids who are abandoned, so they're all um, orphans. Right. And orphanage, yeah. I guess is the word. That's, for it. that's yeah, Sorry, <laughs> orphanage. Um, yeah, <laughs> Oliver Twist uh, style orphanage. And the Catholic priests and, and whatever, like nuns, are renaming all the kids after saints. Right. So that's where he gets that from. Um but like the way it was shot is we had a lot of like like um
0: Dutch know, angles.
1: Dutch angles, a lot of like promist, so everything was kind of like fuzzy. It wasn't like sh- no, there was nothing sharp like looking in the film mm-hmm. at that point. And I was like, oh, this is cause it's you know, in the past. I get it.
0: Right. It was also a lot of um like blues. Yes, you know, it's very blue color. It felt very much like a um oh gosh, um like a, a Bruckheimer. Oh,
1: okay. Sure. Yeah. In, I can see in that. the color. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I I thought like I that made sense later on when it was blue because it's like you're in Russia, so it's cold. Right. And especially the part of the the plot was like there's no heating oil for uh-huh. people in Russia. So whatever. But but this part like being like basically I thought it was shot like that at the beginning and they were going to change the style so that they could <laughs> make it seem that there was a distinct difference between back then. Right. And you know what was happening currently and oh my god they did something that was so fucking stupid i'm sorry i had to take my glasses off because it was so dumb mm. they start out and they're like in wherever he was in this or in this orphanage um forever ago then they go through the beginning and then they say moscow tomorrow
0: well originally though they they said that it was um uh- wherever the 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 monastery was or the the orphanage was like america or london or whatever yesterday right
1: right and i'm just like y'all are trying to be too clever mm-hmm. with a thing that like like is not that clever <laughs> it's right. like um it, it reminds me of when like i would go uh to carowinds and stand on both sides of the north and south carolina border it's like look i'm in both states it's like no one cares no one cares <laughs> just like, just say, like, young kid, America, older man, Russia. Fine. Move on. We got it. Tomorrow. saying tomorrow.
0: I, I wonder, I mean, if you're trying to be non-specific about, like, the near future, then what What do you do to indicate that there's been a time no, shift? It I mean, it wasn't,
1: there was nothing science fiction about it. It doesn't have to say, like, this happened tomorrow. Like, say but, it's I mean, right now.
0: Yeah. No, I guess that's. You, I mean, you could just say present day. Present day, yeah. Because who cares?
1: Not a single person seems a lot like present day to me. The, uh, <laughs> I mean, the email system that they were using, yeah. the laptops, there was the cell phones, nothing. It, it absolutely
0: could have been present day, and and so it's funny that you bring up the cell phone. So the cell phone that he uses, it looks. I mean, it kind of looks like product placement. Yeah, right. It's a it's a Nokia nine thousand communicator.
1: Mm-hmm. It, I think it's the one that. Uh, uh, Kelly Rowland used to text somebody in Excel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think that's, I think that's right. But it was, so it was introduced in 1996 and it was basically just like super top of the line, cutting edge for the time. Yeah. And, um, they, they, they loved it because it had the, like the little QWERTY keyboard on it and it has the screen and everything. Um, and so you would think that it's product placement, but uh, apparently just the director, Philip Noyce, saw a technician or was talking to a technician and he was using that phone and he was like, whoa, what is, what, is this something that, that you developed for the movie? And he was like, no, this is my phone. This is
1: my phone. I'm talking to my wife. And he's like,
0: that is what Simon is going to use.
1: Give me your phone.
0: This is our future phone. <laughs> this is the I phone mean, of tomorrow.
1: Look, the idea that it had like apps and stuff on it and a keyboard and whatever, right. like, it's kind of correct. It's like pre, pre Blackberry, but you know, I appreciate it. There's only so much you could do. And, you know 2000 or in uh 1997 but i just i don't think that it was like so futuristic that it should have like qualified them to be like in the world of tomorrow a man <laughs> will be on a cell phone like <laughs> you know
0: i will no and and i guess my my point is mm-hmm. that you know it's you're you're correct in in saying that they just make it present day because it maybe it feels like the cutting edge of today that's
1: right yeah yeah that's you right. know
0: yeah. um but it is certainly you're still using technology of the day
1: yeah. yeah you're
0: not coming up with your own like ui for a fake computer that hasn't been invented yet yeah. or or whatever um and it could just be that somewhere in the world uh, you know yeah f- fusion happened
1: yeah somewhere in the world and i think that's i mean that's we're going to talk about where in the world would happen in just a moment but right. the, the only other thing i want to mention about the beginning mm-hmm. of the film is there's a part where he's punished has to like do something in order to get out of punishment but instead he uses a lockpick he to... has to
0: acknowledge his uh his new saint name john rossi and he's ah. like nah i'm not gonna do it yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna... Not... your name sucks i'm not taking that name yeah
1: it's like, I'm just going to break out, break the food out of this cage and feed everybody.
0: Well, they, they punish, they yeah. they say that if you don't acknowledge your name, we're going to punish all the other kids in yeah. the orphanage and the boys won't get food and the girls just get locked up, I guess.
1: That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, and, and so he, he picks the lock for the food, gives it to the kid, the boys mm. goes upstairs and like is crawling on the outside of this like cage that they have the girls behind. Yeah. Um, and one of the girls uh, comes over to him and is like they're like you know young romance or whatever mm-hmm. i don't remember exactly what happens but um i do remember that like she they're trying to like escape or whatever and she falls off of the third floor and dies
0: oh uh, yeah in the stairwell so i think that they're trying yeah. to escape or something and the 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 priest that is trying to stop them comes yeah. up and i mean Kind of looks like he pushes her. Yeah, and she, yeah, she falls to her death, and yeah. like that was, you know, his like young love.
1: Yeah, and and it was funny because when we saw that young that uh, young actress, we're like, oh, they did a really good job of casting young Elizabeth Shue, right? <laughs> and then, well, <laughs> guess that's not actually her, but he just has I, a type. He has a type. I think that's right. They they were just trying to like find somebody who like could fill that emptiness in his soul right a similar face
0: that's right so we uh we we end our time at the orphanage and we move into the main part of the film where we are in russia moscow tomorrow always (laughs) uh and our uh and and our spy um simon Simon, Simon uh, Templar, Templar uh, named after course. the Knights of Templar, which is a book that he was reading as a child, yeah. um, is a spy now. He's he's honed his skills at picking locks and uh, disguises and whatever. And he has been charged with trying to steal a microchip from a Russian oil company slash oligarch uh, uh, who's had a political rally. That's right. And so it's, what's interesting is that the, the, um, the rally is for the owner of the company, ivan uh Tretiak. and uh, he is an owner he's a billionaire he's an oligarch and he is also a uh a, a wannabe politician yep who is trying to take over the country of russia so,
1: vladimir putin basically or donald trump i mean sure they're the same but <laughs> different countries yeah putin is more uh probably relevant at that time in russia
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah um And so I guess he's trying to steal from this guy, uh, Tretiak, and his son, Ilya, catches Simon, Mm -hmm. and then Simon escapes. And then, like, Ilya or Tretiak decides to hire him to work for him. Yeah, to
1: hire him so that they can then catch him and then kill him.
0: Yeah, but he also wants him to like do a little thieving yeah, at the same and then time. After
1: the thieving, the murder. He <laughs> wants him to
0: steal the formula for cold fusion that they have heard through the the grapevine. I guess yeah. that has been. They don't go into a lot of detail about any of the about stuff. Any right part. In they the movie, hear yeah. through the grapevine that uh, cold fusion has just happened, yeah. or not that it's happened, but like someone worked out the math. Someone figured out
1: the math. Which someone is, did of the course math. That's how science works. Is just theory.
0: No. Right. It's just one person in a room writing notes on a card and shuffling them in their bra.
1: Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lots of shots of Elizabeth shoe in her bra.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, and I think what's hilarious about this is he does. He hires Simon, but his plan is that he is going to create clean energy and then have a monopoly on energy. And in order to do this, he's steals all of the oil in the country and yes. hides it away. Yes. And I, and so like so then he's creating this shortage to get everybody angry at him so he can become president and then he will provide free provide clean, yeah,
1: clean energy. Clean energy
0: in as a re, as a replacement. Yes. And I'm like are you the good guy? <laughs> you stole all the oil so that you can give people clean burning energy
1: Fair point. If it weren't for all the murder, then yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, right. So so Simon goes and uh, he disguises himself yeah. as the journalist that we mentioned before. This yep. is like a super like kind of like grimy, greasy old, like pervy dude. Yep. He's yeah. he's hitting on Elizabeth's shoe. And he's like d- talking smack about the cold fusion process. Yes. And little does he know. Like, do you think this is really real? The mm. scientist is a the hot The lady. Lo- is a yeah. Hot man. yeah. And I, it does remind me of that joke. Uh, no, not that joke, but the, the riddle where it's like um, the punchline is basically like, uh, he can't perform surgery she uh the, on, on like i can't
1: perform surgery on this patient it's my son but right. how is it your son or how is that the son because the dad was in the accident right. too because the surgeon is the mom
0: the surgeon is a lady yeah. so yes. it kind of reminds me of that
1: sure yeah very much so and also but then they can't just be like she's just very smart right it can't be like i'm very smart i know a lot of things right. and i'm very good at Uh, being intelligent Mm -hmm. it's like oh i'm just kind of ditzy and i just have like i don't know i love flowers and rainbows but also just happen to have figured out cold fusion i'm
0: i'm ditzy and clumsy and oh i have a weak heart that could give out at any moment and i'm so weak and frail and And gorgeous yes
1: and i'll fall in love with some random south african dude it
0: is very interesting that they couldn't have a smart woman who was also gorgeous and strong
1: right and then Did like wasn't the like, um, the target of advances from just some rando. Like, I understand, like, you know, Val Kilmer's job is to like, you know, get in there and sneak away those secrets or whatever, but like, she should be smart enough to be like, Hello, I've just made a world changing discovery. It may be the fact that this rando from South Africa is not the person I should be like shacking up with right now.
0: Oh, you mean his new his new persona? Yeah, his new persona. Not, yeah. yeah. Well, not, so, not
1: not the journalist. Right,
0: yeah. right. So so she gets hit on by the journalist. Yeah. But I, I will say that her being just hit on constantly by men, even though she's this like very accomplished yeah. scientist, is a thing that does actually track very well for the nineties or course. today.
1: Yeah, of course, but I feel like that would mean that she builds up some kind of like protective shield, like some calluses. So that when rando South African dude, (laughs) Thomas Moore, shows up, uh, she's like, I'm not interested. Please leave me alone. I'm busy. I'm writing things down on tiny little pieces of paper.
0: Right, right. So uh, very believable that you have this super hot lady who is constantly being hit on. Unbelievable that she would blush because it was such a novel idea yeah. that people would pay any kind of attention to her. It, it's funny because they didn't even do the like very sticky thing of the 90s where they give her glasses and yeah. pretend like she's <laughs> ugly. She's just gorgeous.
1: She's just Elizabeth Shoe. She's, the whole movie, she's yeah.
0: Elizabeth Shoe for the whole movie. Yeah. And she's gonna be in a field where she's surrounded by men all the time who are awkward and probably hitting on her. Yes. Because again, it's the 90s. And so yeah, she like her blushing at this super creepy, smarmy dude from South Africa. Um, is kind of hilarious. Well, so backing you, up really quickly, well, hang on really she, quickly. In yeah. the,
1: at that point in the movie, yeah. you did say no woman would fall for this. Like you, lit- you literally yes. said it out loud. It's like yes, this, yeah, this is bad.
0: No, well, okay, so like just backing up really quickly, yeah. she has her she has her press conference or whatever. Yes, where she announces the cold fusion thing, and then she goes to a lodge or a bar or uh-huh. something afterward, and Val Kilmer is there again, and now he is dressed in a wig. Yeah. That is like longer and he is speaking with a South African accent and just the smartiest. Hello, I'm from
1: South Africa. I want to absolute talk to you about
0: you. Absolute smarmiest dude. Um, it, yeah, I, um, I definitely got the ick.
1: Yeah. I yeah. mean,
0: from both of those characters.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, but before we move on mm-hmm. to, to what happens, which happens so quickly, but anyway, um, I did want to, to dial back to the, our first news story. Okay. Uh, so when I read the opening news story, that was, um, from popular science, you know, dot com. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's an article called how a U.S. lab created energy with fusion. Again, if you want to read it, I will link to it in the show notes. Okay. Um, but. Uh, we talked a little bit about what fusion is. I wanted to talk about how they accomplished it. So there are uh, there are many ways to achieve fusion. Um, what the NIF did was something called inertial confinement fusion, right? So you know what that is, right? Just where you have the confined inertia and it makes fusion. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have no idea. I
0: no. I'm going to say that inertial confinement uh, sounds like you've just got a very 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 long small tube and you're keeping all of the inertia powered in the very long tube. I mean, kind of. Okay. That's actually kind of it.
1: So, so what it does is it takes, I mean, my favorite part takes a high powered laser beam Mm -hmm. and it splits it into 192 smaller beams. What that does is it showers a enclosed capsule that scientists have called a holarum. Okay. Fun word. Um, And inside of the walls of that capsule, uh, there is a barrage of laser, you know, 192 lasers, just bouncing all around, all over the place. Okay, that creates X rays. So okay. we know what X rays are? Uh, they crash into the filling that is inside the capsule, right? Okay. So inertia, things keep moving until acted upon by another object. Confined, confined in a big capsule. Okay. Once those um, X rays start hitting a pellet of Uh, basically deuterium and tritium, Uh, they squeeze it, squeeze it down
0: Mm.
1: by increasing pressure and temperature that is more intense than what we see in the sun. And it fuses those two Uh uh, atomic molecules together, deuterium and tritium. Okay. So that's it. That's all it does. Lasers make x-rays, squeeze some shit because it's hot and the pressure doesn't. The pressure increases. That's it. Simple.
0: Where is the part though where they rearrange six cards? That it probably with math on them?
1: probably involved more than six cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably several hundreds of pages written about how this works. Um, but the the key is right. Mm-hmm. So in the in the uh, title of the article, it says again right. So what happened in December is the experiment used a 2.05 megajoule laser beam to create 3.15 megajoules of fusion energy. So basically about one and a half times you put in Uh one, you get out 1.5, right?
0: Okay.
1: Um, They don't know right now um, what the most recent version of the NIF's uh, fusion uh, experiment did. But there were sources that told the Financial Times that the second success created an even greater gain, right? So they got more than 1.5x. So it's probably why it took eight months to do it because they were like, okay, what can we tweak? What can we change to get more energy out of this, Mm -hmm. right? How can we adjust it so that rather than 1.5x, maybe we get three, right? Right. So they were adjusting, doing math, a lot of scribbling on whiteboards, I'm sure. Right. Um, and so the the other benefit to this was that the both the December experiment and the most recent one achieved what we call self-heating. Now, we already talked about this, but it's the state where the fusion reaction is powering itself. Mm-hmm. It is a fire that no longer needs to be stoked from outside energy. Got to have that if you're going to create a power plant out of... Uh, fusion energy.
0: but it stopped though
1: i mean they stopped it yeah. they stopped it yeah so say, it
0: was like going they
1: licked their finger and they put it on the yeah. fire <laughs> well, so, yeah. no
0: but like seriously it was yeah. going and, and it was continuing to go and they're like that's ah, enough
1: i mean i actually yeah i mean my my understanding is the facility mm-hmm. uh says great this was a, a successful experiment turn it off and we'll try it again or right, we'll do it again see if we can get better um there is a there's a reason for that okay um The facility itself did not actually generate more um, energy than it took from the outside world. So to power the laser that created the 3.15 megajoules, the device itself needed 300 megajoules from California's grid. Okay. Now, that's not a huge deal because you bring in 300 megajoules to start the laser, the laser starts the reaction. The reaction is self-sustaining so you eventually make that back up again right not a big deal. right
0: but that's assuming that they are capturing it and feeding it back into the grid
1: right exactly um which and, i assume
0: in, they are not they
1: are not because in order to do that to have a viable power plant scientists think it's necessary not to generate one and a half x of your input
0: mm-hmm.
1: not three x of your input but like a hundred x of your input right mm-hmm. so while they're making progress and that right. is absolutely amazing. Like you shouldn't like understate that. That's really incredibly impressive that we've been able to do that over the last like eight months, you know um, it's still not production ready. It's not mm-hmm. a thing that's going to be put on our power grid in the next five years. Um, however, the, the long-term goal is to turn these experiments into clean, cheap and abundant energy for everyone in the world. Um, converting what we've, what has been done Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in the last year into a power plant is like an entirely other quest, right? Um, if creating the gain in the lab is like lighting a fire, right? Figuring how to make fire out of like rubbing sticks together, Mm -hmm. then using it to actually generate electricity is like building the steam engine. It, it, it's going to take a while, right? Mm -hmm. Fortunately, we're working on it, <laughs> you know, yeah. and we're, we're seeing progress and it is moving forward. Um, the 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 idea, though, to get back to the movie, mm-hmm. that you get six note cards with some equations written on them and all of a sudden you have cheap energy to, like, make every Russian's home warm again during your election season is fucking ridiculous.
0: <laughs> this is one of those films that you watch and you just say, oh, so you didn't talk to any experts. That's
1: right, exactly right.
0: You just had a couple guys clackety clacking away on their keyboards writing this and they said just yada 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 cold fusion.
1: Yes. That's exactly right. <laughs>
0: uh yeah, I mean so speaking of the 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 the, the writing process mm-hmm, yes. of this you did ask me you just wanted to know how this was made mm-hmm. i was like who let this happen <laughs> well it's so paramount oh uh-huh, yeah right um and what's interesting is that that this is based off of a novel okay which i mean i know you know roger moore i think you pointed out that he was in this uh-huh. right um and he played because he played the like the saint in a tv show oh okay i didn't know about the tv show yeah, well, so going uh, going all the way back, a 1960 series that starred Roger Moore, yeah. um, called The Saint. There was the Return of the Saint in the 1970s that starred Ian Ogilvy.
1: Okay, I, I will say I do like the idea of a TV series where. You have a new actor playing the saint in every show. Mm-hmm. That actually seems kind of cool.
0: I mean, no, I mean I think it's a, it's a it's an interesting it's it's interesting. Have we done it feels like something recently did do that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um there was also um, a pilot for an American television show in 1987 called The Saint in Manhattan, and it starred Andrew Clark. And then there were a set of various feature length made for TV uh, films that were produced in Canada, the United Kingdom, France, West Germany, Australia, Australia. Um, and uh, they starred uh, Simon Dutton, mm-hmm. and so basically, of all of these, the the Roger Moore TV series was the one that uh, was the sort of definitive. Well, I'm
1: surprised it wasn't adaptation. the Boondock Saint.
0: Ooh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so, anyways, that was the sort of the the lead up of the IP, which has just, I guess, been around since like the 30s forever. Yeah, okay, uh, for almost a hundred years. Um, and then once you get to the nineteen eighties, there was a report in the National Enquirer that said that um that Roger Moore was planning on producing a Saint movie and that it was gonna start Pierce Brosnan.
1: Okay. I wouldn't wouldn't hate that at all. That sounds interesting. Yeah,
0: I mean I think it's interesting that you would have another a bond and a bond. bond. Yeah. Right. Yeah. share a bond. <laughs> a nuclear bond.
1: Oh my God! Stop it, please, please. <laughs> you're killing me.
0: Sorry. um Right. So in 1992,
1: bond. nuclear bond. That's, that's <laughs> you got to do it in the voice. Yeah. Um. In uh. In
0: 1992, the basically there was um a, a movie that was written and it was referencing the original. Or it was referencing um this work uh called the saint a complete history by burl bearer okay and um they wanted to launch a new film series and they uh had the the original screenplay was written by leslie charteris and it featured characters from the original book and this project failed Mm, okay sure and then a few years later paramount uh tried to remake the movie uh again and they originally had Robert Evans as the producer. Bob Evans. Do you know Bob? Uh, the Bob... Kid
1: Stays in the Picture. <laughs> so there is a there is a documentary about Robert Evans. Oh, okay. Called The Kid Stays in the Picture. Oh, okay. Um, and it is fantastic. The guy is such a blowhard, but uh, he's an interesting dude. So yeah.
0: okay. Well, he was originally slated to be the producer for this film. Um, they had Steve uh, Zayan as mm-hmm. the writer and Sydney Pollack as the director. And, okay. Uh, Man, Sidney Pollock would have done okay with this. Yeah. And Ralph Fiennes was, uh, had, fresh off of uh, Schindler's List and Quiz Show, was offered a million dollars to lead, but he passed.
1: Oh well, oh, well, he went on to do The Avengers, so good job. Not the Marvel Avengers, <laughs> the British Avengers. Go look it up.
0: Right. So he... Uh, that that
1: um, By the way, that movie also sucked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he, yeah, he passed. He said that it was just, he'd seen scripts like that before there was nothing that was particularly like inventive about not wrong. Not wrong. Right. So after that, uh Robert Evans left the project. Um although he did of, get
1: a producer credit. Though. I was gonna say
0: because of contracts, yeah. uh his name was still uh a, a producer yeah. on it on it. Um and uh and then David Brown took over and so he done Jaws Driving Miss Daisy. Okay. Um, at that point, um as a producer.
1: I've heard of them, yeah.
0: And then they commissioned a new uh, story or a rewrite, basically, um, uh, by someone named Jonathan Hensley.
1: Hey, Hensley Clan, what up?
0: Well, spelled L E I G H.
1: Mm, you're you're out of here. Get yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Spelled,
0: spelled like a four year old girl <laughs> in Utah. Yes, yeah. Um, so Jonathan Hensley, he had written Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, sure. And he was brought on um, to. To rewrite this, um, it's it's interesting because the original the original work sounded kind of bananas, and so he did change a lot of stuff. It was originally going to be set um, in Washington D.C. It was uh, Washington D.C., upstate New York, Saint Petersburg, and Moscow, and he had set, a set piece that included um, s- someone skydiving while they were strapped to a wheelchair. And then a plane landing in Red Square.
1: So they were going to have Tom Cruise in this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, And then eventually in the original script, uh, Emma was going to escape Russia via the American embassy and then uh, basically die in the arms of Simon Templar.
1: Oh, okay. Well that and, would have not worked out very well.
0: Right. And so like the, the last half hour was just going to be him like getting his revenge and then he gets back to like their room and she would left him a note and he decided to change his ways.
1: That's stupid.
0: It's very bad.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um and and so eventually uh Philip Noyce was hired as the director. And uh and then they signed on Val Kilmer.
1: When he got when he got hired, did he say? Noise.
0: Every time I see this I know, guy's name, it's spelled it. yeah. N-O-Y-C-E. I, yeah. In my mind I was like, noise. Like
1: yeah, just Jordan Peele, Noice. like the GIF. Noise. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they hired Bell or they signed Bell Kilmer and um it the there was a rewrite uh, again with Wesley Strick and uh the changes included going from America to London and mm-hmm, Oxford. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they merged two villains together. So, like, did the villain seem kind of weird to you, how it was like, he's a oligarch and he's also a politician that yeah. wants to, you know, whatever. Yeah, and he's yeah. A... I mean,
1: all everything seemed weird to me about this movie. Yeah. yeah, so they,
0: they basically collapsed two villains into a single person. Okay. Um, Which, yes, get rid of one of the villains. You don't need two villains in a film like this. But, like, you don't have to put all of those into a single just
1: do the Robocop thing. thing. have the villains working together that way yeah. you get a conspiracy that you can reveal to the audience in the second act that involves them in being interested in the movie. There was no point in which I was interested in the movie anyway, sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but yeah, so uh, so, um, at this point, that was when Kilmer was also just like pressing constantly to have more and more disguises. <laughs> So he could, like, show off his acting chops. I mean,
1: I guess that's fair. Gotta no try, one... Gotta try and get that Batman Returns, uh, or not Batman Returns, Batman Forever money, you
0: know? Right, right. Well, and so apparently he turned... Well, uh, I saw it in one article that said that he turned down Batman Forever, or whatever, as a the yeah, sequel, yeah. Um, so that he could do this film. Yeah, yeah and Batman then, and
1: Robin, yeah, yeah. And
0: then I saw a different thing that said that he lost that, and then he ended up doing this film. So oh. I don't... I'm not. I'm not sure which which one it was.
1: Yeah, what to believe? Yeah. Or that
0: that his commitment to this film meant that he couldn't do the other. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, you know what? E- either way, it was a bad decision. He <laughs> should have done nothing. Yeah. Um. um it's fine. Anyways, final note: it, after the movie came out, there was also a novelization of the movie. Oh, no. Written.
1: There was a lot of that at the air at the um time. Yeah. I read the novelization of the film Broken Arrow. Which is a John Wu film. And yeah. for anyone who knows anything about John Wu, it does not lend itself no. to the written word. The man is a very visual director. There was, right. was very stupid. Right.
0: So, anyways, I hope that I hope that answers your question about how this got made and or the process and yeah. why it ended up the way that it did.
1: Yeah. Multiple different writers, multiple different producers, mm-hmm. several different directors attached at certain points, and uh an actor who. Wanted to make it a, a vanity project, so yeah, I got it. Got yeah, it. yep, yep. Um, so I know in the movie up next, like we have the the stealing of the cold fusion, the sending it to. Well, don't
0: forget the biggest part: they sleep together.
1: Uh, of course, that's how he steals the cold <laughs> fusion, right? He, kidding. they,
0: but he, she also, he, he falls in love with her. Of course, while he's in disguise, and uh, and then yeah, he he steals the he steals the formula because she just lays them out on the table yes
1: but what what order
0: but in what order Right. When he comes up onto her in the bar, um, initially she is rearranging her cards like, gee, I wonder which one of these makes fusion.
1: (laughs) What if I put this one at the end? Okay. Do I bake the souffle before I eat it or do I eat it raw and then put it in the oven? I don't know. I'm (sighs) just a woman.
0: Math can just go in any order. This is so confusing.
1: It's it's infuriating. (laughs) I hated it so much. I, I just genuinely found it to be the most bullshit. But <laughs> right. when Valcomer transfers that over to the Russians, mm-hmm. they also find it to be sort of incomprehensible bullshit. <laughs>
0: right. To... He just lays out the six pieces of paper and he's like, I don't know, figure it out. Yeah. And uh they can't. And uh they yeah, they basically they can't make this work.
1: Yep, yep. And so what they have Mm -hmm. is a sort of written description of how to make uh, something happen that would be incredibly beneficial to them, but the inability to reproduce it. Mm -hmm. Which leads me to our second piece of news. So from the Washington Post, the title is, and again, I will link it, a superconductor claim blew up online. Science has punctured it. Oh, Mm, okay. Oh. So in late July... There was a purported discovery by a team in South Korea of a material that conducts electricity at normal room temperature and air pressure without losing any energy. Okay. So the possibility of this long sought after material called a room temperature semiconductor would mean a revolution in the way that we consume energy.
0: Well, so, so it's a revolutionary um, material? It's a material, okay. yes. Okay, yes. so it's like... Like aluminum foil or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, or copper wire, right? So think of it as like, if we had, instead of copper wire, and we just use this material instead, copper wire for transmission lines loses 20% of its energy from the power plant to the transformer. Okay. Right? So, you know, no longer we're losing 20% of that energy, or we have wires that are 20% smaller, right? Mm -hmm. And there's no risk of electrocution or fire. Because no energy is escaping from those lines, right, okay, so really, really incredible stuff. it could mean a revolution for the power grid, it could mean more powerful medical imaging technologies. It could actually mean magnetically levitating trains because semiconductor materials tend to levitate mm-hmm. over magnets um and it it, it, would, it would kind of be a um, new era for electricity for humanity
0: but don't we already magnetically levitate trains
1: you can but it's not through a superconductor yeah you have to uh, apply energy to those to levitate them okay superconductors do not require energy to levitate
0: okay because like we that's like the fast the fast trains in
1: other better countries Yep. (laughs) yes in countries that pay attention to this we'll get to that in a second oh okay we'll get to that in a second so i'm I have a whole section called "Forest Loves Trains." We're gonna, get, <laughs> we're, we're gonna get there. Okay. <laughs> I'll put it, I'll put in the music from when uh, Mister Rogers took the train into yeah. Um. So so the the way that this relates to our nuclear uh, fusion reactors mm-hmm. is that the right superconductor could actually enable nuclear fusion reactors mm-hmm. um, to offer just an abundant source of carbon free energy. So imagine those. Reactors, we talked about generating more energy than is required to keep them going um, or start them up. And you're not losing any of that energy in transfer. You could put them anywhere and they could transfer all of their energy to any place in the country based off of a superconductor. Unlimited energy anywhere we wanted it for the rest of humanity. That's like some Star Trek shit. It's like incredibly transformative, right?
0: Yeah, except in Star Trek, they would be like, Hey, you know what this means? This means people shouldn't have to work anymore. I
1: mean, that is true. That's what they. We yeah. should just give this <laughs> away
0: did. and have an egalitarian society yeah. where everybody gets along, and we pull together, and humanity goes out and explores we have a the universe. Replicator
1: that makes anyone food at any time.
0: You just get free food and free shelter, yeah. for for nothing, yeah, because we can afford it, yeah, because we don't have to do anything anymore.
1: Yeah. So now, now why this was again? I mentioned a team in South Korea that that published paper. Saying they had done this. Okay. Um, the reason this is valuable, right, at, at room temperature, is because currently every superconductor that has been made to this point has to operate in extreme conditions, um, specifically ultra cold temperatures, right. and we're talking like minus four hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. To give you a perspective on that, absolute zero, which is zero Kelvin, mm-hmm. um, is where no movement occurs in mm-hmm. molecules at all uh negative 400 degrees fahrenheit is like 33 degrees kelvin <laughs> it mm-hmm. is literally the difference between like a chilly fall day and a hot summer day that's the amount of difference that we're talking about in that um that amount of temperature um they're also they can be done under really crushing pressures that are impractical for incorporating any real human technology right you cannot make a um like a substance out of this stuff that would work in like a train. You're just not going to be able to do it.
0: Right? Okay. So I was going to say, like, I mean, unless it's like snow piercer.
1: <laughs> Even that was probably not negative 400 degrees. Like oh, things just okay. don't work Okay, in that level of, gotcha. of cold. Um, so, so it was great, right? This, this substance was called LK99. Uh, South Korean uh, physicists were, were you know propping it up as being a potential, uh, superconductor. Uh, but over the last few days, um, papers from academic labs scattered across the globe have built up evidence that the material is not a superconductor and is actually more likely a type of magnet. Now the Korean uh, team involved in creation, um, did counter that. And they said that, um, other research groups have just had a failure to replicate the results. And it's probably because they had a lack of quote-unquote know-how in developing the sample the same way that they did, right? So to rearrange
0: those note cards.
1: You gotta put the note cards in a different corner, man. You put note card number two where note card number four is, that's not gonna work. That's right. So anyway, a lot of this stuff is created by putting substances under incredibly high heat mm-hmm. for long periods of time, and then seeing sort of what chips off from what you've created. Mm-hmm. Um so it's it's it could be difficult but many other groups outside of the um South Korean team have tried to reproduce it. They've even like live streamed the reproductions on Twitch, <laughs> which are kind of funny. Oh okay. Um and 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 no one has been able to find anything. In fact what they found was that it likely was just a magnetic um property a ferromagnetic property of the chemical that, or the, of the um thing that they created that was not in fact superconductor material
0: i do love the thought of scientists being like how can we get the word out ha my gaming platform i mean yeah
1: (laughs) we're gonna put a a a webcam on twitch and just spend 48 hours watching some stuff burn in a very hot oven that's it i love it see what happens yeah um so so the the odds are right now the superconductor is not a, a thing the room temperature superconductor does not work Um, but there are two things. There's a really negative takeaway from this Mm -hmm. and then a a pretty positive one, so I'm going to give you them in that order. Okay. If LK99 were actually to work, Mm -hmm. what would it mean for us to get the value out of this, right? What would we have to have? We'd have to have LK99 be a superconductor. We'd have to have it be able to withstand high currents. We would have to have it not be too brittle to form into wires. Uh, We would have to have it be easy and relatively cheap to synthesize. We'd have to have it um, be made of materials that could be manufactured and readily acquired. We'd have to have policy and funding follow suit. And then maybe, maybe when we get all that stuff done, eh, you know, we actually get some use out of it in small, uh, specific areas to boost energy efficiency a decade or so down the line, right?
0: All of this is both at the same time inspiring and depressing. Yes. Because it's too late? No. Well, I mean- For the we'll, polar ice caps. We'll get
1: there. We'll get there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but here's here's the thing yeah. that is the positive, right? So there was uh, one of the scientists who is, uh, is a guy named Christopher Hendon- Um, He's an associate professor in the Department of Chemistry and Biochemistry at University of Oregon, who's been working on just trying to figure out if this LK99 stuff was real or not. He says, "Um, I guess my conclusion on all of this is I'm kind of happy to see it. It's the first time in a really long time that we've seen science not be so political. We're all just happy about science, and it's kind of cool. Cool. It like broke my heart to read that. (laughs) I'm like, dude... Science should be that. It should be like we're trying to do something incredible and figure things out and be skeptical and try things and fail and try again. And like, that should be, that's, it's a beautiful idea. Mm -hmm. And and the politicization of it all is like so fucked up that it's, it's broken a lot of what is really useful in the, in the, you know, in our recent history about what science has done that's been effective.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, it's gotta be, I guess, tough being a scientist because- It does feel like a lot of the time you're, you're like, look at the science I've made for you. I I made you this science. And then you just have a mob of people online calling you like the devil and trying to like accuse you of, of inserting microchips into people when you're just trying to give them (sighs) life-saving medicines. So we
1: will literally save your life with one shot. Just take the shot. You fucking idiot. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and it's like, yeah, yeah, It feels, feels, um, politically (laughs) charged, and all you're trying to do is good for humanity. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh...
0: Well, speaking of doing good for humanity, let's get back to our film.
1: Yeah. Uh, Briefly? Yeah. um, What if we put these superconductor lines underneath a train system that spanned the United States? Then we could have high-speed trains that connected New York to LA, At trains going 300 miles an hour. You could get to LA at about the same speed on a train as you could on an airplane with free electricity created from nuclear fusion and solar power.
0: It would be amazing.
1: Okay, I'm all done. That's Forest Train Corner. Sorry. Worst train corner is done. Let's get back to the movie.
0: It will never happen. I know, but maybe it would happen.
1: You don't know. (laughs) The universe is infinite possibilities, but
0: this movie is not. It has been made. What's up next in the movie? So the Russian mobsters have uh, discovered that they cannot make this formula work. And meanwhile, uh, Emma, our scientist, goes to the police and she tells the police, this guy... Stole my math. Mm-hmm. And they said, Well, here, let us tell you everything we know about the spy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every single secret thought that we have about the spy, let me tell you, uh, scientist lady, because you're pretty. And uh here's a list of everybody. And she is apparently uh some kind of a saint, like encyclopedic knowledge person. Yes. She she's a,
1: she went to Catholic school, so she knows all the saints.
0: Saint Savant.
1: Uh-huh, okay. And,
0: uh, and she just knows all the saints, and she realizes that uh, Thomas More is a saint, and yep. all of these other names that he, aliases that he has are saints' names. And they said, uh, yeah, th- that's right. So, here you go. Here's everything that we have on this. And then, somehow, she gets the manifest for every flight flying into Moscow. Yep. And without- and only
1: two of them have saints' names.
0: Any kind of Wikipedia. She is able to find the two people. Who have state she means. didn't even have
1: the internet, as far as we know. Like she didn't have a Nokia three thousand, whatever the fuck, phone. That's right.
0: And so she, so so she finds uh, the two people and then tracks them down mm-hmm. and tracks down the second guy. And it's uh, it's Simon Templar and he's hanging out in a bar. She finds him. Yep. And while they're hanging out in the bar, uh, the Russians come in. And chase them down, and uh, chase them all throughout the city, and yep. uh, it's snowing.: a, a
1: chase scene that's not well done.:
0: <laughs> It's a, a very bad chase scene. They're running through the city, driving through the city, running through the city. They're running by a river. He falls into the river
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, is underwater for a while. And then uh, she pulls him out of the river when the bad guys are gone, and they go into a a, a, a kindly Russian sex worker. Takes pity on them and yep. hides them in the secret compartment behind her dresser.
1: I guess if you're a sex worker, you have secret compartments just regularly around. In Russia. <laughs> That's fair.
0: It's part of, there's, there's, it's there's, a tapestry
1: of a beautiful culture. It's a different
0: culture. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any explanation for it. The
1: explanation is it was needed for the plot. Right. And so,
0: <laughs> and so they're just like quietly hanging out in this dark cabinet behind a dresser. And uh, random residents of the building are being killed.
1: Yes, just murdered. In and- front of
0: children. <laughs> um, and then they decide to leave the dresser when they could have stayed in the dresser. And they run up to the roof and are almost caught. And then they slide down a pole and are almost caught. And then the bad guys give up and decide it's not worth it to slide down the pole. Yep. They're like, ah, why would we do that? Right. We could get our pants dirty. Right. And so then they run through the streets some more. They get to the American embassy and Simon lets Emma run. He gets caught so that Emma can run all the way to the embassy and dramatically enter and saying, I'm an American. I'm an
1: American. And they don't like ask her to present a passport or anything. And they stop the guy who's chasing her. Right. And don't ask him for any understanding of anything. Yeah,
0: And then I guess uh, Simon had cut the line to a car and he makes a car explode and he gets away and um, Ilya gets burned. The son of the oligarch yeah, he gets, he gets a pretty gets bad face up. burn and Simon escapes. Yep. And so then we get to the very, very end. Oh my goodness. I know, I know. It's just, it's all, it was so tedious. This whole part was yeah. just, it was like, why is this happening?
1: Yeah, is it, like they didn't build up to any of this <laughs> no. in any of the movie. And so you're just like, okay, I guess... Like that was the whole, that was the entire approach to the third act is like, Okay, I guess they're in the sewer for some reason. Why is he in the river? I don't. Okay,
0: right. And so we get to like the final part of this where they they're, they're no longer being chased. Simon goes and he plants some kind of a listening device by dressing up as an old Russian lady. Yes, and as a maid and pretending to be the maid while they're just like having their Russian conversation. They're like, having a very
1: like discreet conversation <laughs> that should be under the highest levels of security. Right. And some old Russian lady walks in. They're like, "Please go away. What are you doing here? Okay, finish your cleaning, but then go, please." Right. It's like, no. What the fuck Lock the door? Also that's a man. <laughs> also that's clearly Falconberg <laughs> is like 6'3". <laughs> like, sh-
0: right. Uh so as as this is happening Emma finishes rearranging. She just needed she just needed an hour. Didn't needed an hour. All she needed was an Look,
1: hour have time to, to rearrange think. her cards. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so she rearranges her cards and uh and then gives it to a random scientist in the building to to make the machine work that is supposed to show fusion and um and and uh, he he does of course he does and the plan is that Ilyak or whatever the the um the the guy yeah. the, the mobster is going to take the president out in front of this mob and embarrass him mm-hmm. into resigning. resigning which is not how resignations work no He's like forming a coup, but then instead of just murdering him, he's going to coup him out of embarrassment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's going to shame him. Well, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know why they would do
0: that. Like, <laughs> But lo and behold, the embarrassment flips around when the machine actually works. And then <laughs> the people are looking at this bright light, the bright light I mentioned. The bright in light our, that you
1: mentioned, yeah. In
0: our uh, preview episode. And uh, infusion happens. And the whole crowd of russian peasants looks up at this bright light and says
1: literally they just stare at the sun it (laughs) is
0: fusion it is fusion
1: they all understand they know
0: we will be warm again
1: yeah (laughs) they're not like someone turned on a very bright light
0: (laughs) and then the tables turn and they're back on team president against iliac and um and and also it's like all of them were just just like they
1: said to the the other president like the original one who was like being deposed or whatever or like overthrown uh, there was like, Oh, our bad. We got some bad information. What are you going to do, buddy? And then, uh, <laughs> and then the, the that, coup guy was d- over. that guy didn't murder all of those people. Like
0: the, yeah, they they stopped chanting, hang Mike Pence. Yeah.
1: And <laughs> uh, uh, the coup was done. Yeah. Uh, cool. So the, the, yeah, the, the thing that I had thought about this movie, cause I, I saw it when I was very young. I saw it on VHS probably in 1999 or something. Um, with a part at the end where he's like, that's miracle number one. He, he says, to be to be a saint, typically you have to perform three miracles right. and you have to be dead. And so there's a part, you know, when the fusion comes on, he's like, that's miracle number one. And then he says, like, a couple other things later that happen. They're like, that's number two, number three. I don't remember what I they are. They were not that missed, important.
0: I swear he missed number two. I think he
1: missed two. Yeah, you're right. But the, the point is... I thought that was the plot of the movie. <laughs> we're Going into this, I thought like the whole thing was he wanted to be quote unquote a saint, and so he was trying to perform
0: miracles throughout the movie. No, nah. I had literally no idea that was something that just like tacked on at the end. He just had a, an obsession with saints because he was tortured by priests yeah. as a child.
1: Uh, yeah, I like my version better. <laughs> like, I, I think it would have been cool if that were a thing that he were like. Dedicated to where there's
0: a coherent through line Mm -hmm. that brings you from the beginning all the way to the end of the movie and builds a character and there develops a story arc. Yeah, none of it,
1: no, not even a little bit. Um, so yeah, uh, I want to leave us on a positive note. Okay, so let's go ahead and do our recommendations first, and then I'll leave us on a positive
0: very, very final thing. Um, the very, very, very end after all of this, uh, Emma goes and she decides to give fusion to the world. Yes. And, um, and and share it with everybody because she thinks that it should be free yep. um, and, and something that we can have for the future. Good person. Yep. And, uh, and then Simon donates the $3 million that he got for stealing her, her bra math, and he uh, donates it to the Red Cross, the Salvation Army, and UNICEF.
1: Okay. UNICEF is cool, but like the other two. The other yeah.
0: two are pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, so the, the person who is announcing at the end on the radio is Roger Moore. Oh, well. And he was heavily involved in UNICEF. Okay. Cool. Well. So it's good. a kind of a plug for his thing. Yeah. Um, it's Red time. Cross and Salvation Army. Pass. No, no, no. Yeah. Pass.
1: They're they're recognizable brand names, but the reason is because they spend a lot of money on marketing and a lot of money on helping people.
0: Yes, that is that is correct. Uh, so so anyways, uh, right. yeah, and that is the end of the film.
1: Great. Well, look, we are uh, happy to report on you know the advancements in cold fusion. We're a little unhappy that the uh, superconductor material didn't work out. But r- regardless of all that, let's take stock of like where we are with actual clean energy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in the New York Times, there is an article called The Clean Energy Future is Arriving Faster Than You Think. Mm-hmm. I pulled out a couple of interesting tidbits from that. So I'm just gonna read through those to give you a little hope as we exit this uh this podcast. Lay it on me. So, so. Wind and solar are breaking records and renewables are now expected to <laughs> breaking overtake wind. breaking wind <laughs> uh Sorry. expected to overtake coal by 2025 as the world's largest source of electricity. Wind and solar will break uh coal as the largest source of electricity in the world. That's awesome. Incredibly awesome. Yeah. Uh, the cost of generating electricity from the sun and from wind is falling fast. And in many areas is now cheaper than gas, oil, and coal, especially if you remove the subsidies that governments, uh, give to oil and gas companies. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that
0: also include like removing the subsidies for solar and wind as well?
1: Yeah. If you paired them up. They I think yeah. solar would be cheaper. Okay. Uh more than $1.7 trillion worldwide is expected to be invested in technologies such as wind solar and electric vehicles and batteries globally this year, uh, compared to just over a trillion for fossil fuels. So getting close to double the investment in renewables over fossil fuels. Okay. Um, so in a couple of specific areas. China already leads the world in the number and the sheer amount of electricity produced by wind and solar, and it is expected to to double its capacity by 2025, Mm -hmm. five years ahead of schedule. Britain gets roughly one third of its electricity generated from wind, solar, and hydropower. The United States is already up to 23% of its electricity expected to come from renewables. That is 10 percentage points up from a decade ago. Um, Unfortunately, Obviously, the fossil fuel still industry dominates production at the moment. They are uh, walking back from their commitments to renewable energies and transitions to carbon free uh, you know, energy production. Mm-hmm. Um, the government is still awarding leases for drilling projects. Um, but even in places where the politics are not necessarily in favor of um, renewable energies, the economics are so of course most of the people yeah. who are against renewable energy are republicans
0: and they all live in flat states with a lot of wind yep. and sun
1: yep so republicans mostly want the country to continue burning fossil fuels even in the face of overwhelming scientific consensus that their use is endangering life on the planet um, there are in fact dozens of conservative groups that have created a policy playbook Um, organized by the Heritage Foundation, should the Republicans win in 2024, that would reverse the course on lowering emissions. However, Uh this is where you see, maybe that's just a messaging ploy, because about two-thirds of new investment in clean energy comes in Republican-controlled states. Policymakers have historically resisted renewables, but with each passing month, the politics seem to matter less than the economics. And, uh, even people in the article were quoted as saying the environmental benefits are nice, but most people are doing this for the financial opportunity. Yeah. And so great. Who gives a shit? Like, I don't care why you're doing the right thing. Do the right thing.
0: What if you could just invest in solar panels on your house and get an electric car that costs the same as a gas burning car yep. and a battery, and it's all relatively cheap and then you just don't pay for electricity anymore
1: yep, yep. and so not only are or you gas se-
0: for your car anymore right.
1: not only are you seeing value of uh, renewable energy go up you're seeing costs go down so since 2009 the cost of solar power has gone down by 83 yeah. percent the cost of producing wind power has fallen by more than half the price of a lithium ion battery cell fell by 97 percent over the past three decades hmm that's incredible work by scientists across mm-hmm. the globe to figure out how to get more energy out of the same amount of resources much cheaper right it's 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 fantastic
0: yeah I mean it's science but it's also things like the um the economic recovery plan or whatever that that biden put together inflation reduction in, Act, in, yeah. that's right inflation reduction plan or whatever that that it has like in huge uh investments in renewable energies that you're seeing I mean yep. we, what we got. Did we get something? No. Uh oh. We got um our juice box. Yes,
1: we have a. We Not bought a, We bought an electric vehicle. We got a juice box. Yeah, we got. A, yeah, pay us if you want us to say your name. Uh, but we got a, a charger in our garage and for our, our, our electric garage. car, and hopefully, if I submitted the paperwork correctly, it should be
0: free. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it charges our fully electric vehicle yep. in like three hours. Yeah. As opposed to a or day five and a half. or something, but it's no, yeah. I mean, something quit. ridiculous, yeah. right? Um, and it charges their other electric vehicle in yeah. a couple hours, also, yeah. and it, it's
1: great. And so, in that regard, like a lot of the benefits that we've seen over the last two decades or three decades can be traced to early government investment mm-hmm. and then steady improvement over time by hundreds of researchers, engineers, and entrepreneurs.
0: I mean, our area's is just filled with yeah. electric vehicles. Yeah. And I know that obviously we were shopping for one recently and so I may just be seeing them more because yeah. I just maybe noticing. Right. It, yeah. yeah. But um but I mean our area has so many Teslas and there's so many Mustangs and yep uh, various different forms of electric vehicles, just uh, more and more every single day in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Also, like, I feel like half the houses in our neighborhood have solar panels on the roofs.
1: I mean, uh, quite a a few. I mean, it's not even like, I mean, it's not half, but it's like maybe 30%. It's, it's a significant number.
0: I mean, I could see easily 10 houses from our house that have solar panels.
1: And like, I'm very like much like, okay, in the next five years, maybe we add batteries to the house
0: somebody makes a good battery that isn't uh that isn't his name Tesla, doesn't yeah. rhyme with belon busk.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I know how you feel about this film. Uh really quickly, Metacritic uh it has a 50 out of 100 based on 22 reviews, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes has a 30% based on 46 reviews. Uh audience score is 63%. Fuck that. Based on 50,000. People like the soundtrack, and I think. Cinema CinemaScore gave it a B plus. Yeah, well, so the soundtrack Ended up winning, uh, an award okay. uh, or, I mean, I think a couple of awards. So it won the 1998 BMI film music award and the songs out of my mind by Duran Duran and six underground by the sneaker pimps, uh, were released as singles to promote the movie. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: I didn't realize this was the origin of six underground
0: had no idea. Yeah. Um, good to know. And then other people that were included on the, the soundtrack were Orbital, Moby, Fluke, Luscious Jackson, Chemical Brothers, which yeah. I think they had a weird cameo where they also played it over the score.
1: <laughs> yes. That's during right.
0: an action scene, uh, Daft Punk, David Bowie, Duncan Sheik, everything but the girl. Uh, so yeah, a lot,
1: yeah, a lot of, a lot of late nineties, a uh, lot of
0: like mid nineties electronica music on this soundtrack. Yeah.
1: Orbital, I think was a lot of people's favorites from this soundtrack.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, and then finally just to, to, to put a cap on it, would you like to know how much it, uh, yeah, give me the box office. All right.
1: Can I guess?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: um well do first you want,
0: do you want to guess the budget
1: uh, uh budget was probably like 45
0: 90 million good
1: god okay uh okay so opening weekend 24
0: 16.2
1: okay and on then to- two th- on how many screens
0: 2307
1: didn't go up from that in the so. u.s yeah so I would say it, it was below ninety in the U.S. Mm-hmm. domestics, probably like forty-five
0: for the for the total
1: for the for domestic total forty-five domestic.
0: Uh, it was sixty-one.
1: Okay, and then so I had legs. It ranked, anyway. yeah.
0: It it so it was the number two film opening weekend. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the number one film was. It ranked twenty-eighth out of the three hundred and three movies released for nineteen ninety-seven worldwide international what do you what do you think the gross
1: i mean it was probably higher international just because it had names and it was set in russia so it's probably like 160 uh, 108 million okay uh, but it's it, underperforming
0: yeah worldwide box office total um including the u.s was 169.4 million. oh that's what
1: i meant including <laughs> oh, the u.s yeah, yeah oh, sorry okay. sorry okay yeah that okay, yeah. was closer okay good yeah, I was like, damn, if it, it if it did more in the U.S. than it did international, that would be surprising no, to me. But no, 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 okay. sorry,
0: international does not include it, so worldwide. Okay, is yeah. so I was close. I was close. One sixty nine. Right.
1: Cool. Yeah,
0: don't 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 worry about it. If you haven't seen it yet, you're fine. Yeah, you got the gist. Yeah,
1: uh, but do be positive about our energy producing future. Hopefully, or don't. I don't know. I'm not your boss. um But yeah, let's uh, let's end this on a positive note. Uh, we're all gonna be fine. Everything is wonderful uh please remember to rate review i don't i don't subscribe
0: to that at all please remember
1: to rate review subscribe give us five stars for our wonderful and positive future
0: everything is burning and flooding
1: yeah uh well you know what those counteract each other right
0: no. Next
1: week we'll be covering Elemental. The
0: island of Hawaii <laughs> disagrees with that statement.
1: Um, and okay, this got worse. Sorry. Uh, uh, it's
0: all terrible. Yeah.
1: Uh, but find us on Instagram <laughs> at the Crosscut Pod. And Jesse's going to keep saying depressing things, that I'm trying to get us out of this episode. Uh, um, don't uh, follow us on Twitter because that's also burning to the fucking ground. I don't know. Um, we're on Threads. Are we on Threads? No. Oh, we might be soon. Instagram the Crosscut Pod, and that's it, man. Just that's it we're done bye everybody we love you